I'm Ron Alesco, and you're listening to Traditions here on WFDU-FM. And, uh, well, thanks to traffic, we, uh, we, we, we had to wait, but good things always come to those who wait. And uh, finally, Bev Grant is with us in the studio, and I, I've been looking forward to talking to you for a while. Bev, welcome to, to the show. Sorry, I was late. No, it's not your fault. It's traffic. <laughs> it's uh, Sundays you never. Well, I was to... holding myself back from leaving too early because I'm right. a compulsively right. early person. And, uh, and, and if, we're, we're only like ten minutes from the city, so everybody figures, oh, no problem. But you never know. You never know. But you're here. That's I'm what counts. Here. And uh, you're going to be back in New Jersey too on Saturday, uh, March 18th, doing a, a show at the Puffin Cultural Forum. It's called The World of Women's Voices with Sharon Goldman and uh, Villa Pelagonia. That should be a fun evening. And we're it gonna, is going to be fun. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about all these projects you've got. I mean, you are, uh, for those of you who don't know who, who Bev Grant is, well, you better do your homework. Uh, Bev is a, a social activist, um, feminist, uh, singer, songwriter, labor um, artist, and uh, just an amazing person who's been on the New York City folk scene, for, for folk rock scene for so many years. Uh, singing some very powerful songs, and uh, she's got a brand new CD out called It's Personal. And I've, I've got so much to talk to you about, but first, I wonder if you'd mind starting us off with a song. All right, I'm going to start you off with a personal song. Okay. <laughs> I grew up in a small house. In a small town by a river I rode my bike every day Trying to find a way To something bigger Pushing past the boundaries Of being a girl And being young Thinking I could be what I could be My dad gave me my first guitar I think he thought that I'd go far But I went further than he'd ever hoped to see Now I'm a small town girl In New York City When I first set foot My eyes were big and wide Stepped off at Penn Station I just crossed this whole damnation A suitcase and a guitar by my side Well, Brooklyn was my destination Bumps and bruises welcomed me Still a girl not quite grown up with a thirst to fill my cup and to be free. My boyfriend called me his old lady. We listened to Sister Sadie. I went to work while he played his saxophone. I brought home and cooked the bacon. Clean the mess that he was making Till I finally left to make one of my own Now I'm a small town girl in New York City When I first set foot my eyes Were big and wide Stepped off the train at Penn Station I just crossed this whole damnation Suitcase Guitar by my side Now I'm still living here in Brooklyn My closet's full of memories I got some space for some new ones Playing my own music when I please My kids are grown Now I got grandma Full of life and energy I feel like someone who got off scot-free 
I don't regret the life I had Growing old's not half so bad So I keep living like I'm always gonna be A small town girl in New York City When I first set foot in my eyes Were big and wide Stepped off the train at Penn Station I just crossed this whole damn nation A suitcase and a guitar by my side Stepped off the train at Penn Station I just crossed this whole damn nation And I still got a suitcase and a guitar by my side Wow I tell you, that song just, I think you answered every question I was going to ask you in that one song. I mean, that's, that's a perfect introduction song. Uh, that also appears on your brand new album called It's Personal, Bev Grant. Bev, yeah, you know, I, I've, I've known your music um, you know, from the early days of the human condition. We, you know, we played your recordings and uh, your work with Ina Mae Wool. And, uh, and you're, you're, you're obviously known as an activist. Uh, you're known for your social conscious songs. And this album is a little bit of a departure for you. Uh, what, what, why now? I wrote it before the election. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to see a new one soon, I, I, I don't know. I haven't been able to write about it yet. Uh-oh, I but, know. But um, it was, you know, for me, all my life as a songwriter, I have been writing personally right. as well. And there's the personal is political in many ways. I mean, so even in my political what we call then songwriting, um, I always tried to tell the story rather than try to, like, tell somebody how to think, but rather to let it unfold, unfold in, right. in the story I wrote. Yeah, that's that's the way that I think it's been most effective, and I think that's the way uh, I think your music has come across. I mean, a little, let's go back to that song a bit. I mean, you talk about your days coming from New York. Where, where did you come from originally? I came from Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. I mean, that's that's a big difference in New York. What 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 brought you here? Well, I came with um, my first husband, mm-hmm. who was my childhood sweetheart, and we lived together a couple of years. He was a jazz musician, uh-huh. and I uh, I had performed as a child with my two older sisters. We had a trio in Portland, Oregon, called the Miller Sisters. We appeared uh, well at Shriners and. Eastern Star, these different right. groups, right? Right, right. <laughs> and uh, we also appeared on a uh, country western show called The Heck Harper Show, which when I was recently reading uh, Willie Nelson's uh, biography, found he had also been on that ah. show. That I felt <laughs> I was so clueless back then. Right. I, mean, I was 12 years old, so I don't know if I would have even known who he was. But <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> And I didn't, uh, we really weren't country artists. You know, I think the only country song we sang was Tumbling Tumbleweeds. But it exposed me to um, a lot of music because each of my sisters and I had totally different types of voices. So I was singing Elvis and uh, K-Star and Teresa Brewer and, and songs like that. And my oldest sister was singing more classical songs like Granada uh-huh. And my um, the middle sister was more of a pop singer, so right. we blended together. But we did all these different styles, and <laughs> then I got exposed to jazz, and I thought, oh well, that's it for me. Yeah. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what, I guess you're you're also known on the folk scene. I mean, you're part of our folk community, and and, and the work you did with um, Human Condition was a folk rock band. Well, it started yeah. as a fo- folk rock band, it right? Morphed. Then you could, well, a lot of world music too was also right. Involved. Yeah. You know, the '70s we were a folk rock band, and then in the '80s we became a world beat band. Uh huh. When did the folk music influence get to you? Was well, that... I think when I started playing guitar, I remember right. having a Burl Ives songbook. Uh-huh. And so I read, I, I learned, Mr. Froggy went a courting and he did like, uh-huh. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> so I had been exposed to that, but I had a certain conceit, I think, when uh, uh, I started my band, The Human Condition. We, we were a folk rock band, but there was something I felt that, uh, oh, we re- weren't really folk music. Right. You know, we played at Folk City a lot and uh, the speakeasy and clubs like that. But I'm not a folk musician, 
you know, but then when I didn't have a band, <laughs> I became a folk musician because it was me and my guitar. Sure. I, it's funny that you say that. I, I've known so many artists. Um, I, I've, I'll mention this because I mentioned it on the air once when, he, when I was interviewing him. Loudon Wainwright. I was started doing a folk show here in 1980, and I remember calling him up and saying, I'd love to do an interview. He goes, oh, I'm not a folk artist. <laughs> So about five years ago, I interviewed him when he was up for a Grammy for folk artists. Right. And remember this? He goes, well, yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's such a, I mean, I think that's what your music has always shown. You've, you've, you've shown such a, an absorption of so many different styles and cultures and, and politics, obviously. Which makes it yeah. hard to classify. Of course. You know, so of when course. people say, what kind of music do you play? Uh, you know. <laughs> <My> <laughs> but now I see focus in a much broader yes, yeah. sense. You know. Yeah, that's that's I think the really good thing that's happened lately. It's it, it has become much broader and uh, and and uh, people are more accepting of it. I mean, there were some days when you oh I'm not I'm not listening to folk rock or oh I'm sorry there's no banjo in that I won't listen to it. But, <laughs> but now it's all different. And, or and, there's banjo in it. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is out. <laughs> um, politics and social activism that you've, you've been involved in. When did that come involved? And well, I mean, I guess it could probably goes back before the days of human condition. Yeah. Uh, I moved to New York in around 63, I think. And I, uh, you know, I broke up with my husband, but then I ended up with a, another jazz musician. Uh, and it was rather uh, not a very good relationship. I, uh, I was very confused <laughs> about what it meant to be a woman. And, um, didn't really discover who I am and who I can be until I was exposed to the women's movement in 67 and went to a consciousness raising group. It changed my life, right. you know, and um, I was uh, active. I became active uh, in planning the Miss America beauty pageant protest in 1968. All right, right. And I had started working for a filmmaking group with a filmmaking collective called Newsreel, which was doing political documentary films. I was quite naive and not very knowledgeable of a lot of stuff, but I began to learn and learn, and we did, we, we studied, sure. <laughs> you know? And I, uh, me and another woman from Newsreel uh, got hold of a 16-millimeter camera and took it down to Atlantic City, and we filmed it and made a film. We learned how to edit, you know? I mean, this was all so very basic and right. grassroots, you know? But it was a terrific experience, and I stayed in Newsreel for four years uh, and became exposed to all the political stuff that was happening because we were recording it. We were an underground, quote-unquote, you know, media group, and uh, so we did films about the Black Panther Party. I worked on a film about the Young Lords. Um, mm -hmm. Those were, you know, the Miss America and the Young Lords film were the uh, two major films I worked on. And then, around 1970, well, in the late 60s, because of the Miss America thing, I picked up a guitar again and, and wrote a few parodies. I had never written a song before, but I wrote something like, Ain't She Sweet, Make a Profit Off Her Meat, you know, that kind of thing right. that we sang on the bus. And I picked up a guitar again, and I started to write from that consciousness that was developing in me. And my first songs were just horrible you know uh, I, of course <laughs> never you know politically it was like take it to the street kind right of right but i grew you know as my consciousness grew and as i became aware more of how to understand the world then the songs began to develop and i mm -hmm. sang about real people sure you know well, you, nowadays, uh, obviously, you're, 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 I can look at your schedule. I guess you're getting in more demand with what's going on in the world. <laughs> well, it's funny because now I've got this personal album. But, right. You know, I just did this. Uh, I'll tell you, though, I just did this tour with Charlie King, who's a very political, sure. topical songwriter. Excellent. You know, we, were, we went from Seattle all the way down to L.A. And the uh, song I just played, Small Town Girl, got such great reception. Yeah. I never would have thought that, but people got get the connection. They yeah. like the personal story. Well, you know, it's personal, but it, I, I, I do see the politics in there a bit as well. I mean, you were talking in that song about, you know... Getting away. Getting away, you know, working, uh, bringing home, making the bacon and all that and yeah. that stuff. Yeah. And where we've been and where we, where, you know, where we are now. Uh, I think yeah. that all sums it up in there and it sums up your life. 
Well, well, Bev Grant is with us today. And um, Bev, would you like to, why don't we share another song from your CD? Well, let's, let's play a cut from here because this, yeah, sure. this was just released. And um, I think we're going to play Throw Me the Ball. Yeah, this is a fun one because the, the, the audience will know some of the backup singers on this. Why don't we? Uh, sure. Should we tell them or well, wait let, till after? Let's, let, let's let, wait till afterwards. Those of you listening at home, take a listen because you're going to recognize a lot of these people. Most of them have been on this show before. We play them all the time. And uh, they're joining Bev Grant on a song called Throw Me the Ball. like to play ball catching in the schoolyard with my friend Saul first base was the position I chose Sarah covered short saying on her toes played till dark I heard our mama's call everyone was hollering And throw me the ball. It's a cut from the new CD from Bev Grant. Uh, the CD is called It's Personal. BevGrant.com is her website. And Bev is with us in the studio today. Uh, and it's, speaking of studios, it sounded like you had a lot of fun in the studio putting this oh, one together. <laughs> uh, now, now, let us in on the secret. There was a, there was a number of voices joining you there. there I, were. I, I don't know if our audience picked up on it, but why don't you... Uh, the background vocals were arranged by Carol Ann Solabello who some of you know uh, yeah. individually and also as part of uh, No Fuss and Feathers. And the uh, other two vocalists joining her were Catherine Miles and uh, Karen Oliver. And actually, Jay Mathali recorded the background vocals. Oh, nice. Us. So we kept it in the family, <laughs> <laughs> and we had a lot of fun. Right. Oh, it, it sounds like so much fun. And it, it's, it's a wonderful album, as you were, you were saying before. You know, it's, it's personal. It's, it's a, a little different from some of the other work you've done. And obviously, uh, when did you start recording this? Was it last year? About a year ago. About a year ago, yeah. before all the uh, changes that are... Before our... all the changes. <laughs> but... Um, what 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 drove you to do a personal album at that time? I mean, was it just that? You know? I think it's funny. I mean, I think it's that I was feeling a sense of well-being, uh-huh. and that 
things were looking up on some levels, you know. Right. Uh, and uh, I guess I had just sort of uh, relaxed a little. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we all did. Yeah. <laughs> That's where we are now. Uh, well, well, Bev has got a, a number of events coming up. As we mentioned, uh, she'll be appearing on March 18th. Uh, right here in Teaneck, New Jersey, at the Puffin Cultural Forum, uh, a program called A World of Women's Voices with Sharon Goldman and Villa Palagonia. How did this evening come together? Well, Sharon and I are, are pretty good friends, and we, we enjoy working together, and we talked about um, doing something around women for March because she has, you know, this wonderful new CD out herself. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, and Koli Shah, and uh, which means a woman's voice, and and I had first heard that in a songwriting group that we go to together, the Jack Hardy Songwriting Exchange, and uh, so anyway, in the process of conversation, we said, well, why don't we do something around women, you know, for Women's Month, and uh, that's how it happened. She suggested uh, Villa Via Pelagonia, and we've been rehearsing oh. so. We have another gig on April 30th at Rockwood we're going to do as well. That's wonderful. And it's important uh, to get this music out there. And Puffin Culture Forum has always been a, a wonderful supporter of, uh, of independent artists right. and, and uh, artists who you know, may not get the stage elsewhere. Uh, so the Puffin that... Foundation is also a great supporter. I've gotten much support from them for... The, uh, for example, that CD of the Brooklyn Women's Chorus was mm-hmm. partially funded by the Puffin Foundation. They do amazing work. And yeah. uh, for those of you who haven't been there, it's at 20 East Oak Dean Avenue right here in Teaneck, New Jersey. And uh, we'll, be, we'll give out the address and some more information a little bit later on. And uh, a human condition reunion coming up, too. That's right. On uh, March 25th. And that's going to be at the People's Voice, People's right? People's Voice Cafe. 40 East 35th Street in Manhattan. Wow. It's going to be fun. I'm it's sure. our 45th anniversary. 45 years. They started in 72 with, yeah. it, with that group. Yeah. Um, did you think, what did you think was going to happen I back no then idea. and now? I had I didn't have a thought about. I mean, I'm pretty much in the moment. Or right. try to be with most of my life. But <laughs> that one just, it just kept building. And there was quite a movement then that supported us. And we were big favorites with uh, VVAW, Vietnam Vets Against the War, and, uh, you know, just there was a mm-hmm. lot of things going on. Right. L- looking looking back now um, and looking what, what your thoughts were when all this started and when, when you first became a, an artist um, and it started blending social causes into your music, uh, how do you feel where we are at this point? I mean, obviously there's a lot of turmoil in the world. But do you think there have been progress made? Do you think that there's um, accomplishments? You, as far as music is concerned, I'm excited. I am really excited about people uh, beginning to write songs of, of substance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, putting that, that fear, that anger, that, you know, uh, desire for uh, just society, putting that into music. Um, I think it's really exciting. You know, people, I remember reading, you know, um, discussions on Facebook of artists that I know who would say, oh, I can't do a, is it okay to do a political song? Am I going to offend somebody? Well, we get a lot of that. We have to take a quick break, and then we're going to be back with uh, more uh, with Bev Grant. Uh, Those of you just tuning in, this is 89.1 WFDU Teaneck. I'm Ron Alesco, and you're listening to Traditions. I am a student who learns differently, so doing well in college isn't easy for me. I work harder and study longer than any of my college friends. You would never know it by my grades, though. This semester, I'm really worried about passing one of my classes. I honestly don't think I'll get through it without some help. For college students who struggle in the classroom, LD Virtual Tutoring can help. Whatever their major, whatever college they attend, LD Virtual Tutoring offers personal one-to-one online tutoring in a student's most challenging classes. Developed by expert learning specialists at Fairleigh Dickinson University, LD Virtual Tutoring is based on 30 years of experience helping students who learn differently succeed. 
Students can discover the power of LD Virtual Tutoring by signing up today for a free 30-minute online tutoring session. To learn more, go to ldvirtualtutoring.com. And we're back on Traditions. And uh, don't forget, you can also catch the show on, on our website at wfdu.fm. If you missed any of it, go to HD1 Archives and look for Traditions. My guest today is Bev Grant. And Bev will be at the uh, Puffin Cultural Forum on the 18th with uh, Villa Palagonia and Sharon Goldman. Also the uh, reunion of the human condition on uh, April, I'm sorry, what? March 20th. March, March 20th. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I can't read my own, uh, I can't read my own screen here. I got to get new glasses. Uh, but anyway, you're quite, a, quite a busy woman and we, we, we have her in our studio today. I wonder, would you mind sharing another song with sure, us? Sure, I'd love to. This is a, a song that, uh, it's a co-write with Ina Mae Wool. We were together for about three years in a, uh, a duo called Wool and Grant and it's from our um, album together by that same name. It's uh, about a man named Jimmy Weekly who uh, lived in West Virginia on Blair Mountain. My name's been James Weekly for 70 years. I've never been one to follow Neighbors are gone. I still live on right here in Pigeon Roots Hollow. Sometimes I think I like to see Paris before I can't see anymore. But there's something. That's keeping me here on this mountain. It's always been outside my door. And I'm the last man on the mountain. Nobody lives here but me. Me, Jimmy Wee. And the arch called company For 48 years We sat out on Without my best friend 
But it starts my heart burning Thinking there's no returning To Pigeon Roots Hollow again And the only thing standing Between the company and Mount Blair Is my, my puny old self and my will so as long as I'm breathing, I won't be leaving. And Arch Cole can just go to hell. Cause I'm the last man on the mountain. Nobody lives here but me. Me. Powerful song. Thank you. The story behind that, where, where did you... I read about it. Really? And then I looked him up, and uh -huh. then I saw pictures of him. And uh -huh. I, I was just, like, so taken by his story. Yeah. You it, know, that... Uh, I, and I put up a video of it. I know you got to take a break, Sue. So I took up a video of it on uh, YouTube and, and on Facebook, and I got a message saying... Uh, are you the person who wrote that song? And I said, yes. He says, well, Jimmy's sitting right next to me and he oh. loves the song. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that, that is perfect. That, that is a, that's justification right there. I know. <laughs> well, Bev Grant is with us in the studio and uh, you have a few moments you can stick around. Okay. okay. Stick around. We're going to take a little break at the top of the hour and we'll be back with some more music. You can also check out her website, bevgrant.com. And we will be right back with more. You're listening to the Essential WFDU HD1 Teaneck, the home of retro radio hits of the 50s, 60s, and 70s, plus unique public radio for the New York metro area, streaming worldwide at WFDU.FM. And we're back. <laughs> Ron Aleska with you on Traditions. My guest today, Bev Grant. Uh, as we mentioned, March 18th at the Puffin Cultural Forum uh, right here in Teaneck, New Jersey. And, uh, you know, Bev, as you write these songs, um, you know, a lot of them are, uh, well, I mean, your new album is called It's Personal, which is you know, more personal, but a lot of the social songs that you've written as well. Do you find it hard sometimes singing to an audience? Do they sometimes, you sometimes get pushback for some of the subject matter that you talk about? Not lately. Uh -huh. I have in the past. I, uh, I was actually knocked out once. Really? Yeah. Somebody just came up and punched me and knocked me over and um Yeah. I saw stars. I can imagine. <laughs> it really is true. <laughs> it's it's got to be um you know, obviously something like that, you know, physical altercation is is really got to be disturbing, but um it was in response to a song about street harassment, and I can't tell you the lyrics because they're not. <laughs> <laughs> we have to worry about the FCC, we right? Do. <laughs> <laughs> the guy was obviously really. I touched the button. Oh, but, but the touching the buttons like that. I mean, does it ever get to a point where you get um, frustrated? No, because more often I have people say to me, "That's you are singing about my life," or, you know. This touched me back in when I first started doing it. You know, there was like women coming up to me, just almost in tears, to hear something that expressed how they felt right. because it wasn't out there then. You know, and even today, there's a there's a song that um, I didn't bring it with me, but it's a, a song about women workers. Basically, it says we were there. We were there in the fields, we were there in the factories, came home to fix the meals, you know. Mm -hmm. We'll be doing that, actually, at the gig in Puffin. Oh. That, you know, it's part of a show I do called We Were There, um, that I mostly do for unions, for women's conferences and stuff, and it has a narration. I bring scripts, they read the parts, and I show a PowerPoint thing and intersperse music, and this became the theme song for it. And 
you know, it's brought women to tears just mm. to sing that song or hear that song. And, you know, that's like, uh, I kind of sort of felt like that song was channeled through me, you know. Right. It came like, some of the best songs, they just come like that, you know. <laughs> well, that's what folk music is, I guess. I it just, yeah, you're speaking for a community. <laughs> and, 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 Are you familiar with um, the Rise Up Singing song? Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. well, they have a new one called Rise Again. You know about that? Right, right. Mm -hmm. So two of my songs are in that, the We Were There song, which was written oh. back in 97, I think, and another song I wrote in 75 called Together We Can Move Mountains. Mm -hmm. yeah, so. it's, that's got to be a reward to see, see your songs being carried out like that yeah, and, yeah. and others others starting to sing in them as well yeah uh, you know you I, I have always admired you because you, you've done so many different projects um you know we talked about the human condition and also uh bev granted the dissident daughters your right. work with Ina Ina may wool right, well, and right, uh, yeah. and the and the brooklyn women's course um tell our audience a little bit about that well i uh i was i've never or never trained to be a choral director but um some women in New Jersey, actually, in Montclair, uh, about 25 years ago, asked me if I would be their choral director. So I was hired by them to yeah. come out to Montclair every other Sunday. And I just said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to figure it out. And I figured it out in my own way, and it taught me a lot. I learned how to notate music and, you know, to write out the parts and stuff like that. And... I got uh, I got tired of traveling to New Jersey, so I started one in Brooklyn, <laughs> two blocks away from my house, and we're going to be celebrating our 20th anniversary uh, on May 12th at the BMCC Tribeca Performing Arts Center, where we do a, uh, a performance annually now for the last five years. Wow. And um, the thing about it that's so special is nobody auditions. It's uh, everybody can sing, and it's true. Oh, you I haven't? Mean, no, it's not. You haven't heard me try to sing. <laughs> no, it's true. You can learn. Okay. I have had people come who seemed like they were tone deaf, and within a year were able to sing parts. It's not that I have anything special that I offer except acceptance and permission mm -hmm. and a safe space. You right. know, it's just lovely because we rehearse every week. And so I get this positive feedback, you know, and this gratitude, sure. you know, for anything I give to them. You know, when we, they do my songs, we do Garth Brooks, we do Jackson Brown and other singer-songwriters that are contemporary and... Uh, it's uh, it's it's a lovely thing to yeah. do. And there's something there's something. Even though know, I, I joke, I can't sing, but there is something empowering about it of it being is. with a group and, and joining together and, and, and as one voice. They've been doing these studies that say people's heartbeats start to come, you know, like together. That, you know, like the endorphins that are released, they just right. make you feel great. That's true. Well, I'm feeling great this afternoon, and I'm so happy that you've been able to come to our studio and share some music. Um, would you mind doing another song for us? Oh, oh well, <laughs> what should I do? Do you want to, can I say, on, uh... You just did, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably do one from It's Personable. You're going to play another one, right? Uh, yes, I am. I, we, we, I was going to end with the uh, the National Anthem. We'll okay. talk about that one. But it... All right, well, this is from the Wool and Grant CD, okay. and it's called um, Get the Frack Out of Here. Did you read, by the way, that um, um, the, there's a tribe in Oklahoma that is suing the fracking companies because the earthquakes that have been created by the injection of the fracking waste has created earthquakes and it's yeah. destroying this community. Yeah, but the people deny it, ah. so yeah. Oh,
make those bubbles pop. We got a cocktail to inject. Best not to drink it, don't you know? We'll shoot it deep inside that shell rock. Shatter what's below to get that natural That's a great song. If, <laughs> I don't know. You know, if, if, if it takes that much trouble to get something out of something, you know, is it uh, worth it? I mean, come on. Really? People don't pay attention. Well, thank you for writing these songs. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you for all you've done all these years. Um, you know, <laughs> you've been an important part of the, the music scene and uh, introducing us uh, through human condition, not only to the social aspects, but also the different cultures and, and uh, all the work and different projects you're doing and what you're doing for Women's Month is just uh, outstanding. Um, I just want to remind our listeners that uh, you will be appearing at the Puffin Cultural Forum on Saturday, March 18th. Uh, again, the program is called A World of Women's Voices with Sharon Golden and Villa Palagonia. Um, and then also you're going to be on, what day was that again? Oh yes, April 30th at Rockwood Music Hall. And don't forget Human Condition at uh, the People's Voice Cafe on March 25th. And much more. <laughs> you keep them busy. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Has it been busier since November? Or uh... <laughs> uh, Well, I don't know. I think um, this year, starting in January, just all of a sudden I'm doing a million things. And right. I like that. I like Good. to be doing a million things. Mm -hmm. There's also one other thing I could mention is... Uh, um uh there's a there's a place called Silvana in New York that's a kind of a cool place to play and uh just sort sort of happened by accident and serendipitously that Orly Ben David, I'm not oh, yes, sure yeah. mm -hmm. and Caroline Solabello, mm -hmm. myself and a woman named Lindsay Wilson each are doing uh, a set there on April second. That's on hundred and sixteenth street, three hundred West 116th Street. So that'll be a fun 
Mm-hmm. A fun gig. Oh, you're keeping the music alive. And yeah. this wonderful new CD called It's Personal. And uh, I want to thank you for coming by and, and sharing this music. And we're going to end with um, the final cut on the CD. Would you like to introduce this one for I us? I would. This is a song uh, written by a woman whose mother was in my first chorus, actually, wow. from New Jersey. She uh, grew up in right next door to uh, Montclair. Bloomfield? No. No. Starts with a C. Uh, Clifton, maybe? Clifton could be, yeah. Okay. And uh, she used to come to our rehearsals when I was rehearsing in New Jersey. Her name's Jean Rowe. And Jean has grown into this amazing songwriter and lives in Brooklyn, where I live now. And um, when I heard this song, I was just blown away because I felt for it's, it's not a long song, but it says so much. And she calls it National Anthem Arise, Arise. And I heard her introduce it once by saying, well, it may not be the National Anthem now, but we can, <laughs> <laughs> we can hope. That's right. Know? And I think it just covers a lot. Well, excellent. Well, Bev, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate this. And uh, again, our audience, check out your website, bevgrant.com. Thank you, Bev. Thank you, Ron. Atlantic and Pacific flow The Great Lakes and the Gulf of Mexico The land between sustains us all To cherish it, our tireless call In your eyes Do a more perfect union We aspire And lift our voices from the fire We reached these shores from many lands We came with hungry hearts and By force and some by will The auction block or the darkened mill Arise, arise I see the future in your eyes To a more perfect union we aspire On the fire We died in your fields and your factories Strange fruit hanging from the poplar trees With an old coat hanger in a room somewhere A trail of tears and electric chair Sure.
And that's Bev Grant singing Gene Rowe's National Anthem, National Anthem, Arise, Arise. Wow. It's um, Bev's new album. It's personal. Again, BevGrant.com is her website, and I do want to thank her so much for coming by today and, and sharing this, this powerful music. Um, personal album? Social album? She is just a, an amazing woman who has been on the scene, in the, in the music scene and the social activist scene uh, for decades, and uh, we, we need more people like her. Well, I'm Ron Alesco, and you're listening to Traditions on WFUFM. We have some more new music to share with you, including one from the Kennedys coming up and also our, our concert calendar. So keep your dial right where it is at 89.1 WFUTNEC, the global voice of Fairleigh Dickinson University.